0: What's up everyone? Welcome back to the Lisa Rance podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Smith, and today's episode covers all things anxiety. What seems to be like an epidemic right now. Anxiety is something most of us have all experienced in one level or another. But in combination with adulting in today's society, it seems like it's getting harder and harder to deal with. That's why I'm so happy to be joined by today's special guest, Latoya D. LaToya is the founder and creator of the Analog Girl podcast, a podcast about anxiety and wellness. She is a self-proclaimed anxiety slayer, and today we talk all about her journey to healing, not only anxiety, but chronic depersonalization. Anxiety had always been a part of LaToya's life, but it wasn't until she experienced chronic depersonalization that she sought out remedies to heal. She began to discover the true meaning and calling in her life. By coming to terms with the emotional, physical, and sexual abuse she had experienced, she was free to begin her journey to wellness. She has used her experience to develop the best ways to manage her personal life and achieve wellness and now shares it with others through her podcast and coaching services that you can find on theanaloggirl.com and her social media, which will be linked in the description, you guys. We had an incredible conversation, and I'm so glad Latoya agreed to share her story in hopes that if even just one person listening is touched and inspired to rebuild their life and begin their journey to healing, she is fulfilled. So this is a great episode, you guys. I hope you guys enjoy. She's Lisa, and she rants. You are now listening to the Lisa Rants Podcast. Hi, Latoya. How are you? I'm good. Lisa, how are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for being on the Lisa Rance podcast. I'm so excited to have you today and to talk about your story and talk about anxiety and how you've overcome it because I really feel like anxiety is such an epidemic right now. It seems like Everyone you meet has anxiety, they're struggling from it, especially, you know, people my age, young adults. And I just really wanna, you know, talk to you and kind of start off with hearing your story and your background and, you know, when anxiety started to affect your life.
1: Okay, sure. Um, So
0: anxiety has been a part of my life for a very long time,
1: Um, but it has been the past two years is when I've been able to identify it as anxiety. Um, And then also to coupled with PTSD. um, So I can remember, I can date back to uh, being in college when I've had an anxiety attack for the first time. And now looking back in hindsight, I know that's what it was. Wow. Um, But um, anxiety actually manifested itself in me um, a little over a year ago as something called depersonalization. And depersonalization is a symptom of anxiety and it is something um that is the most bizarre situation you can ever go through in your life in my opinion mm-hmm. um and can you touch it, a little bit more on that for people yes yeah, so i'll break that down for y'all real quick so depersonalization <laughs> is um a feeling of un, 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 feeling unreal so you'll go through, you might have panic attacks or anxiety attacks and you go to, and a lot of times people who have panic attacks or who's someone who's been in a car accident and like, you know, you're a little bit in shock. It's happened to all of us. It's a natural thing. What happens is you're, you become disassociated a little bit or disoriented and you might feel like, wow, I don't know where I'm at. It's, you know, things don't feel real. It feels oh. like a little bit of a dream, right? Yeah. yeah. So that happens, but it immediately goes away. So what happens with depersonalization is that it's a chronic feeling of non-reality. So I was walking wow. around for days and days and days of feeling unreal, feeling numb, thinking that I thought maybe I had died. It's, it's just very weird because you walk around, you're like, is this purgatory? Like, and, it, and even when I would try mm-hmm. to explain it to people what, what was going on, they were totally confused by it. So I just stopped talking about it, but I was constantly going to the emergency room and trying to figure it out, and a lot of the, and all the doctors was just like, "You really need to go see a therapist. You need to talk about your sh- your high stress levels." Right. So this is one of the severe symptoms of being highly stressed and highly anxious, um, especially if you're induced. If it induces panic attacks, it will cause you to go into. Sometimes people who have panic attacks will cause you to go into this feeling of non-reality or unreality.
0: Wow. Um, that's, that's wild. I mean, I've never, I've, I've never really heard of anyone with that case before.
1: Yeah. So, and, and, and there's so many forums out there where you'll see people who have been going through this. Some people claim that they've been in it for like 25 years or whatnot. And I was like, wow. when I was researching and I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not doing that shit. Like I'm not staying in this <laughs> exactly. for 25 years, like get out of here. So mm-hmm. I just started to uh, research and read and learn. Like all the different ways that I can just lower my anxiety and just and recover. So um, that is how I began this whole journey of um, slaying anxiety and um, just trying to live my best life. Um, yeah,
0: free. That's mm-hmm. powerful. I mean, I don't know if you, if you don't mind me asking, do you know where it stemmed from or why it's? So- The
1: anxiety itself that I've had for a while, um, I think that it stems from um, when I was younger, being sexually assaulted, um, Mm -hmm. and then um, also physically assaulted by certain people in my family. So there was just a lot of things that I was going through. I mean, it doesn't, you don't always have to do that, have to be that person, because there are people who be like, I I have a great family life. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, this is not, Right. You don't, I'm, I don't. I don't have any trauma, but it also can happen if you get a new job. It can happen if you move to another state, and you, um, you know, your whole life has changed. Now, those things happen, and mm-hmm. you get anxious a bit, and you might not think you're anxious, and then you might slip into some kind of disassociation of depersonalization. It yeah. just, it's, it's, it's completely normal, and it happens to a lot of people. We just don't know what it is, and we don't know what to mean. Mm-hmm. um so mine stemmed i think my anxiety stemmed from that when i was younger and then last year um i decided to smoke some weed mm-hmm. and, I, and i had a panic attack and that yeah. panic attack caused me to start having chronic panic attacks and i believe those chronic panic attacks ha- had me to slip into the depersonalization wow okay, okay. This is powerful.
0: Hey, wait, uh, just to backtrack one second. I love what you said about how, you know, it can just kind of happen to people at certain points of their lives. Mm -hmm. Because um, for me, actually, I I kind of, I don't like to say, I don't know. I feel like I briefly had anxiety. I was never diagnosed, but it was the summer before I went to college Mm -hmm. where I was extremely anxious. And I I had a lot of physical symptoms that when Mm -hmm. I did research later on, I realized they were anxiety symptoms of just Mm -hmm. like, my heart racing my throat felt like it was closing up at all times you know I was yeah. I just felt awful that summer before college just because yeah it was a huge change for me so I love how you touched upon that and just how there can be so many different triggers for anxiety. yeah
1: yeah and it's Where never it doesn't always have to be trauma like you yeah. ain't got to have somebody beating you in the corner to have anxiety you know right. like uh you can get your con ed bill and see that it's 120 something dollars and it might give you, ang- it might make you anxious, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like simple shit like that mm-hmm. um, can make you anxious. Like, you might get ghosted by a guy or a girl when you, that you're dating, and yeah. you're, you just become extremely anxious because In you start, you start instantly thinking, oh, God, this is me. This is all about me. Like, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. So it just doesn't, it, 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 it has no face, and it has no name.
0: Yeah, the spectrum is so large. It's so large.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, okay. You, did you, did you go to therapy or what was the first step of so healing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when I first started experiencing it, um, that I ain't gonna lie, the first week I was just, I was a wreck. Yeah. Um, I, Imagine. yeah, I was a complete and utter wreck. I had just started a new job, um, uh, which I think also, um,
0: triggered it more, triggered
1: it more, because I went from working with all black folks to all white folks. You know, I used to work at BET and it was a great atmosphere. Then, you know, I I ended up going to another company where it was just a completely different atmosphere and I was the only black girl in the room. Mm -hmm. So um, I had to adjust to that again. And, you know, so I was just like really bugging out the first couple of weeks, just really trying to figure out what was going on. So I was going to the emergency room and all of that. So there's people who's going to the emergency room. I say go. You might get your little um, emergency room bill. It's going to cost you a whole lot of money, but at least you have peace of mind that the doctor has told you you are absolutely fine. I'd rather that and the doctor looking at me like I'm crazy to know that I'm fine than you know, me not going to be something else. Right. So, exactly. I, so I was going to the emergency room. I was getting CAT scans, all this kind of stuff, trying to figure out getting, getting EKGs because my heart kept racing. I kept having these palpitations and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, um, and then finally, you know, I realized after researching, I was like, I'm going through depersonalization because I started reading all these other people's stories online. And if you research and you look, you'll see it's so many people out there who have gone through this, or are, or, or is going through this? Um, so I started to get into the forums and, and, and researching and finding people's stories, um, and then in turn that kind of drove me crazy because some people, like I said, were saying that they have been in it for twenty-five years and thirty years, and I was just like, "Oh no, I'm not doing this."
0: I know. I, like, that's oh so scary. no, yeah. yeah.
1: So um, I got. I immediately got off the forums. Um, and that's the one thing that i always tell yeah, people
0: google cannot help sometimes <laughs> no like webmd
1: yeah. and forums red, um reddit all of that they'll have I, you spiraling they spirals things. spiraling you think you have brain cancer you yeah. think you, you know what I'm saying you think you got some kind of thyroid you don't i don't know like yeah. they have me thinking all kind of shit yeah so, um i uh I was, I got off the forums after that. And that's why I always encourage anybody who I do any kind of coaching or any kind of anxiety one-on-one coaching with. I always, I always encourage them to come off the forums. So I'm in a Facebook group and a lot of people come to me in the Facebook group specifically for anxiety and um, and depersonalization and derealization. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people come to me like, well, how did you heal? How did you do it so quickly? And I've been telling them, like, first of all, stop messaging me. After we have this conversation, you can text me, you can email me, but you need to get off of Facebook for at least a month so that you can heal. Because the, right. forums, the forums and those conversations that people be having in the Facebook, it's a downward spiral. Yeah. Everybody's in there telling their war stories and how horrible their day was. And it just doesn't make you feel good. So yeah. my first step was coming off of that. Um, and then the next thing I did was I started to create routines for myself. Um, I had read a book about a guy, this guy named Sean O'Connor, who, he also was a guest on my show and he breaks down his experience with depersonalization. Okay. And, um, and he's a filmmaker and an author and he's from Ireland. And it was just like, you know, it's just all different kinds of people from all walks of life who have experienced this. And he wrote a book, and he was just—he taught the whole recovery process and what the recovery process is like. And so I studied that book from the—I yeah, read that book in literally one hour, because <laughs> I was just so eager to get back. Yeah, get answers. To, yeah, to just... get back to what I was, what I what I thought was normal.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: so you know, so I started to create routines for myself. I started to go to the gym. I changed my diet. I completely stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I I drink now, but during those those episodes, I stop drinking, which I always encourage people who are suffering with panic attacks and anxiety. If they're in, if they're in a pocket of 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 episodes and they're like just feeling at a loss, uh, I just say stop the drinking because the drinking might make you feel good in the present moment, but when you either the next day, if you're hung over and you might not be like physically ill from being hung over but your mood will change it will it will make you sad it will make yeah. you a lot more depressed i can so, see that mm-hmm. and it'll heighten if you are suffering with depersonalization it will heighten it so you'll start feeling those unreal feel those unreal feelings again um, cuz there were times like i was like i had had a drink while i was um in the middle of the depersonalization. And then I was looking at my hands and my hands didn't look like they belong to my body. It was just very strange. Wow. So, so yeah, I stopped the drinking um, and I did the exercise. And I think I said that I changed my diet mm-hmm. um, and I went, I just tried to get, go just eating a lot more healthy. Um, I didn't put myself on um, like, I didn't say this is what I'm going to do right now. And I'm not gonna, I didn't put myself under pressure. I just was like one day at a time. I'm just gonna have a salad today. I'm gonna just slowly but surely not, you know, not eat so much carbs and not eat so much white sugars and white Mm. carbs and lean more towards whole grains. You know, so I just started to do that and um, I started to reintegrate myself socially because I pulled out, I pulled back for the first month. I pulled yeah, back.
0: Scary. That's yeah. a natural reaction.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to talk to nobody. Didn't want to be around nobody. I really was just mostly interacting with my mom because my mom is so spiritually sound. So she, I trust her. You know, we would be praying, praying yep. up, praying down, praying around <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and she had to stay with me. Like she stayed after. with me for like a week. Mm-hmm. You know? And then after that, she was just like, "Okay, you know, you got to get this together for yourself." So I'm gonna go home. Which I needed that, because I needed to be able to get back on my feet again, because I was scared to be in my house by myself. Right. So, um, and that's how crippling my anxiety was. And there's just so many people out here who are suffering from the crippling anxiety. Like, we use anxiety lightly, but there's people who are deathly afraid to come out of their homes, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, in, in which and I you feel mean, like
0: a lot of people, they, like, they do use anxiety so lightly, but like we mentioned before, there is such a large spectrum of what anxiety looks like. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people really suffering out here.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't suffer with the personalization, then there's other things. You know, like I yeah. said, that, oh, you can't get on the, you can't walk out your house, or you can't get on the bus, or you can't get in. Phobias are uh, a form of anxiety. Yeah. Um, so there's all different kinds of ways that it manifests itself in our lives. Um, so, yeah. So, so anyway, I digress, but that was what I did to like, kind of get myself back on track. And uh, the biggest, the biggest thing was reintegrating myself with people. And just, even though I felt unreal and I, I felt not normal, I just kept, Pushing myself to be to reintegrate myself with my friends and my family and just um, get back to normal that way, Mm -hmm. because that's the only way—the way the way you fight or the way you are able to dissipate anxiety is to make anxiety know that you're you're not fearful of it anymore.
0: Ooh, that's powerful right there.
1: Yeah, so it was just like I had to keep going. Like I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be, you want to be anxious today? We're going to be anxious today, but I'm not going to be yeah. letting anxiety know that you're not afraid of it anymore and it can stay as long as it wants. Right. Um, but I'm going to carry on with my life. And that's how I kind of dealt with it. And that's how I teach people to deal with it. Um, and just taking the power out of it and not being afraid of it anymore.
0: Exactly. That's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's truly inspiring. I just want to know... So where did you find that willpower to to change your routine, to get up, to eat healthier, exercise, put yourself out there? Because like you said, it can be so debilitating. Where did you find that inner strength to really want to do the work? Um, just being sick and tired of
1: being stuck in the zone. Right. Um, so I was honestly, that was what my motivation was like. I was just I just was so uncomfortable in it. I was extremely uncomfortable in feeling like things weren't real or feeling like, you know, I wasn't a real person, like, or like my life wasn't real. Like I was tired of feeling that way. And I wanted so badly to get back to who Latoya was and the kind of life I was living. So that was my motivation. And then also just having goals and aspirations and wanting things for my life. Those things, those feelings never left me. So I, I was always just focusing on what I wanted for myself and um, the, the goals that I wanted to achieve. So what happened through that was me creating Analog Girl Podcast because I was able to just get on the mic and just spew all my feelings and talk about what yes. I was So that was what pushed me and gave me the motivation to get better and to recover.
0: Uh, that's awesome. I love this. This is great. That's so inspiring because I think a lot of people, you know, they just want to, they kind of want to wallow in, you know, what they're going through and Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, they don't want to change it. They're comfortable with um, just the trauma or just anything that they're dealing with. They're comfortable with their life being not satisfactory. And Mm -hmm. the fact that you were able to have that willpower, want to change and actually do so. Mm -hmm. it's just so inspiring so wow
1: yeah you just got to get to a point where you've just had enough and like I said you know I talk to people and I coach people a lot and there's one particular person who you know she just can't stay off the forums but she's just feeling so stuck and so miserable and I'm like well how long do you want to stay miserable for is this comfortable for you you know and that's my oh I'm always asked that question are you comfortable where you're at yeah, are, are you willing to become complacent in this discomfort? Um, and all of the time they say no. So I'm like, so what are we going to do? What are you going to do to come out of this discomfort? How how bad do you want to get back to a place of comfort emotionally, um, and not just physically, but emotionally? Because it's just it's 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 like ninety percent emotion that we're dealing with right now. You know what I mean? And the the 10% is is manifesting itself physically in us. So, you know, we just have to be able to get to a point where we're like, you know what, enough is enough. Um, But then there are certain people who, you know, you might need medicine. They might need, you might have to go on anti-anxiety meds or whatever, but take those steps to go seek therapy, to go see a psychiatrist, to go do what you have to do to figure out if you're that person
0: yeah so you never had to result to that you just were able to kind of get it no. under control yourself
1: or? yeah because i mean i also have an anxious i'm also pretty anxious about doing drugs <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> anything that <laughs> <I> has <have laughs> to do a like medicine, medicine you. girl like i would be like what you want me to take that so what's in this oh i don't So what? I got to swallow this big pill. Mm, And how's this going to make me feel? So when I was going to the emergency room, a couple of times they gave me Ativan, I think it was. And I remember taking it. But I was at that point, I was desperate to come out of this whole depersonalization. So I was like, just give me anything. Give me whatever. And when they gave it to me, I felt so loopy. I was just feeling so loopy. like. Uh, And I was like, nah, this ain't it. You know what I mean? Like, this ain't it for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just saying it for me so you know but that's not to knock it knock it and say that it's for someone else because mm-hmm. some people have have reported that they have gotten on medication um and was on it for maybe three or four weeks or whatever and it's subs- the anxiety subsided and then they then as the anxiety subsided they saw the depersonalization start to fade away
0: oh okay yeah was yeah. so different remedies for everyone and mm-hmm. just like we said it, the way anxiety shows up for everyone and depersonalize sorry depersonalization um also the remedies can be different as well
1: yeah that's, mm-hmm. that's important to know yeah yeah so what you also want to like and in and, and, and in all things when it comes with recovery every nothing happens overnight right, right. so um with anxiety i believe we'll always have anxiety, especially in the world we live in with the type of president that we have. We're always going to have some fucking anxiety. <laughs> yep. You know like, at the end of the day, like at the end of the day, like he's trying to wage war with, um, what is it, Iran? Are we saying it right? Iran, Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's trying to wage war with them on Twitter. So who, who wouldn't that give anxiety to? You, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we're always going to have it and it's just about how we manage it. And then also if you are suffering with um, anxiety disorders, and you're you're in the recovery process. Will always be in recovery because mm-hmm. life happens. You know what I mean? Like right life now, happens. I don't have the personalization, but I'm dealing with, with dating people who, uh, you know, who aren't consistent. Ooh, that triggered. <laughs> that gives me anxiety. You know what I mean? So I'm like. Block, I've just literally blocked this dude today. And now oh I'm like, not overreact and block him. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, so,
0: Girl summer, block
1: him. Huh, yes. Like, so it's just like, sis, he's not kidding. He don't give a fuck about you. So just block okay. him. So now that I've blocked him, I'm like, giving myself, I'm drunk. I'm, I'm all like, oh God, maybe I look crazy now. Maybe I'm, I jumped the gun, whatever. So like, we're always going to have some sort of anxious feelings and anxious thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um. But, in the recovery process, to under, understanding that it's an up and down thing, one day you might feel a hundred percent in a peace, and the next day it might be fifty percent, but that doesn't mean that you're failed, that you failed, and it doesn't mean that you're getting ready to go back to, to, to zero to ground zero again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just the up and down. I might be 100 percent today, 50 percent tomorrow, 80 percent the next day, 75 percent. you know so it's just up and down. and that's what's actually really helped me in this process was understanding that recovery is a roller coaster, and we're yeah. always going to be going up and down, and life happens, shit happens, and it's just all about how I manage my emotions. So if I need to go in the bathroom store and cry and talk to God and be like, "Listen." I'm going to need you to come through for your girl. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause I don't know what's going on God, but you got to come through for your girl today. At least give me some calmness. If I got to go through this at the very least, give me some calmness. That's always my prayer. Can I at least be calm when I'm doing this, when I'm going through this?
0: Exactly. that's
1: That's what really gets me. That's what gets me through keeping, keeping, keeping in perspective, the recovery process and the relationship that I have with God
0: yeah that's so powerful like Mm -hmm. seriously so what are the steps you take when you are having a bad day or you know the those feelings come up again what are your first steps to kind of dealing with that
1: well for instance today was not a good day for me um i woke up this morning like like i said um dealing with the whole this inconsistent dating situation.
0: Just men, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, just men. You know what I'm saying? And I and I'm I'm not a I'm not I don't I don't subscribe to the men ain't shit and men are trash and black men. Is, I don't subscribe okay. to that because I, I don't believe know. that. But they do be doing some fuck boy shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So uh, so I I wasn't having the best morning. You know what I mean? And um I went to work. I kid you not, I cried like I just said, I went in the bathroom stall. So I cried mm. and I talked to God and I have a regular conversation and I be cursing and people could judge me if they want, but this is how I talk.
0: Yeah, you know? <laughs> my healing
1: process. Do not my heal. healing process. This is how I talk to God and he knows who I am. man. so like at the end of the day, we just have to have this conversation the way it is. This is how was, I'm able to express myself. So, you know, I went in the bathroom store, I cried and I just was like, we have got to come to an agreement where you can at least help me to feel calm in this. Like, I need to know that you're here. I need to know that your presence is with me and I feel calm, please help me. Like, help me, help me. (laughs) Because it's like, I don't wanna feel this way. You know what I mean? And if this person is not for me, God, then remove it, remove him. And I just would like these feelings to be removed too as well. So these are the conversations I was having. Mm-hmm. You know and then uh, I mean and I think that this is me this is not everybody's different exactly but yeah. also what helps me is meditation
0: mm-hmm. so I
1: I've learned the technique of transcendental meditation and this only takes wow. 20 minutes 20 minutes a day, 20 minutes two times a day so what I did was I went into a quiet room right after I cried and I just sat there and I meditated for 20 minutes mm-hmm. I came out I came out of it and I, I would, I wouldn't say I was a hundred percent fine, but I was at peace enough to go and to to get my work done.
0: Yeah. So,
1: um, I find oh, that meditation,
0: meditation. yeah,
1: yeah, and meditation and quietness, um, has really, really helped me. It really has. Um, and that's what helps me, um, when I'm right in the thick of it, right mm-hmm. now. Um, mm-hmm. and what I like about transcendental meditation is that you know, you have a mantra, a mantra that you say, once you go to the training, they give you a personal mantra. Um, but they deal with meditation where you be think you think that when you're meditating, you're supposed to have no thoughts, you know, with other people, yeah, which is so hard
0: for people. It's,
1: and yeah, and they tell you it's and guided meditation for me is confusing too, because I have a hard time visualizing. So mm-hmm. like they be trying, they'd be telling me, you know, see yourself as a tree and all this shit. And I'm like, listen, I can't, This is not working for me. (laughs) I feel like I'm thinking too much. I'm doing, this is too much. This is not even helping me to calm down. It's supposed to be meditation. Exactly, yeah. So (laughs) it it, it worked for me. So with transcendental transcendental um, meditation, it worked really well because it deals with just being still, allowing the thoughts to come. So, and that, that's the reason why I connected so much to it is because that's how I've learned how to get through anxiety. Just yeah. let, the, let the
0: everyone write down. that down. Transcendental med- meditation. Yes.
1: Transcendental meditation. Because I know so many and, people, they're like, I want to meditate, but it's just too hard. I can't oh, the, think about nothing. It's <laughs> so easy. It's effortless. Um, and it's okay. And it, you find yourself beating yourself up when you're meditating, if you're having thoughts. At least this is with me. I would start beating myself up like, damn, I can't meditate. Like, I don't know how to meditate. I just don't have it. I don't have it in me. Everybody keeps saying they can do it and this and this and that. And every time I try to do it, all these thoughts are coming in. You know, mm-hmm. and I would be sitting there trying to meditate and I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat. I'm thinking about what I'm going to wear. I'm thinking yeah. about how the text I should have sent or how I should have said it this way. Or I should have never said it. Yeah, all of this and, stuff. <laughs> and you, get, you get stressed out yes, trying to quiet you, your brain down. Yes, trying to quiet your brain down. But with Transcendental Meditation, which I went through a four week program with them. Um, Or no, four-day program I went with them. And um, they also have scholarship programs for people who can't afford it. It's not that expensive, but if you suffer with any kind of domestic violence or PTSD or veterans, they give this stuff away for free. They teach you it for free. Um, So, yeah, so it's really good. And they have a sliding scale, too, um, so you don't have to pay the full price. So I definitely say that people should look into this. But anyway, so let me get into, to get into it, um, you go 20 minutes and your thoughts are coming and you're not, you're, you you know, the thoughts are there, but then you just go back to the mantra really quickly. You know what I mean? Like, it's just very effortless and you're not beating yeah. yourself up for having these thoughts. The thoughts came, I thought about this, I thought about that, so what, but I'm still in this process of meditating and calming my mind. And I have totally found, I have wholeheartedly found that this has been, um, uh, very beneficial for me in learning how to meditate and learning how to be still and just and be okay with who I am mm-hmm. and be okay with the fact that yeah you're gonna have these thoughts. Does it mean anything? No. Half the time anxiety is a yes. lie. <laughs> yeah,
0: trying to make you crazy. Yeah. And- more
1: than, yeah. actually more than half of the time though, it's lies that you're telling yourself. You're telling yourself a story that is not true. Exactly. that's that's exactly what anxiety is we're constantly telling ourselves a story that's not true oh my god i can't walk across the street if i walk across the street this bus is gonna hit me i mean what are the odds of that walk across I the know. damn street what so anxiety is definitely it's nothing but lies that we constantly tell ourselves we're telling ourselves stories that are absolutely not true and with the meditation, I'll have the thoughts, but I think nothing of the thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think nothing of the thoughts, and if if thoughts come, that that kind of give me like the little pull in my in my stomach. I take a step. I step out of the meditation for a bit, and then I'll come back into the meditation. So That's that good. that has been what's been grounding me, and it's actually helped me to meditate more and reading the Bible and reading the scriptures and meditating on scriptures too as well. So I definitely suggest that to anybody who wants to get better at meditation, wants to try something that's effortless and that really works because I'm telling you it works.
0: I believe it. I need to try mm-hmm. it too now.
1: <laughs> mhm, mm-hmm. And you find yourself being like, you know, little things that might have bothered you before doesn't really bother you anymore. Like I could be on a train and somebody bumped me before I used to get like irate and want to like bump them back and all this stuff. Like I'm not, I'm really not like that anymore. I'm on some like, ah, whatever.
0: You know what I mean? Like I'm just
1: that's nothing you know like things don't, that's irritate. So good. things don't irritate me as much and that's important you know I mean but 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 the, the young man that I was was talking to irritated me though <laughs> so we got to get to a point with that yeah. we, we still have our triggers right yeah. <laughs> you know so it doesn't always work but it does work most of the
0: time Okay, so I love what you said about just like the meditation. And these are just so many great tips that everyone is like, probably just absorbing right now. And I know it's so helpful to hear your story. And I kind of want to segue into just kind of general advice, because a lot of people listen to my, my podcast, we're in our early 20s, we're figuring out adulting and a lot of you know, anxiety and stress is kind of triggered either from that or just honestly social media at times. Mm-hmm. Um, like, why do you think? Well, you you mentioned earlier that anxiety's always been around, right? But why do you think it's being used either so loosely, or it seems like a lot of people are more heavily affected by it nowadays? I don't know if that's just my perception of it, or. Um. I- I think
1: I think that one because of the turn of the times and the things that we have seen. We've been constantly seeing black men being shot by police officers for no apparent reason. Mm. Um we're seeing wild things like a woman who was pregnant got get shot and her fetus died and they're charging her with murder or
0: right. uh, with
1: manslaughter. So we're seeing um a lot of uh, um our president is Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Like so we're we're right. in we're in times where it's high anxiety times. So I think that um Especially for uh, people of color and for the black culture, mm-hmm. I think that we're all suffering in PTSD um, for me definitely it, for me, it stems all the way back to um, when can I remember what was what was the most eff- one, the first the first shooting that was the most eff- effective to me was like was trayvon Martin because mm-hmm. that was one of the first times that um, it wasn 't a police officer it was a per it was a random person. Yeah nobody killed someone and he got off scot-free so you know we are seeing a lot of these things um and with again with social media we're constantly seeing fights on social media and um all of these girls are getting their bodies done to all look the same so that the people who are out here with the natural bodies are like what's wrong with us like you know what i mean so it's just so much you know what i mean it's just so much and
0: it's really toxic like what you see online every day like even for me i try to take like social media cleanses because the stuff mm-hmm. the dumb stuff people be saying on my twitter timeline and like, yeah. I'm yeah. Just, like it really can like bother me and i'm
1: yeah.
0: um not necessarily with you know anxiety but that added stress and just yeah it's just a lot that we take in every day i feel like
1: yeah absolutely i agree i totally agree and i think that um, we are being conditioned to all be one person, you know, and it, I think where the anxiety and the anxiousness and the mental health decline comes in is because we're all not one person. So mm. you're telling us that we need to look a certain way, we need to be a certain way, we have to act a certain way, we got to get money, um, we gotta wear lace fronts. We gotta, we gotta do all of this stuff. Even men, they wearing weaves now and whatnot. Just be bald, man. Like, what was <laughs> they doing back in the day when the hair was going? Exactly. Shaving the head. Like, men are getting full weaves. No shade to anybody. That's what y'all want to do. But what I'm saying is, is that we have become a very narcissistic culture. Yeah. So with that comes a whole lot of anxiety because if we don't get a whole bunch of likes and we don't get the recognition, we're not being, we're not feeding our
0: ego. Ooh, that likes thing? Oh, my yeah. God. Like, seriously, I have to remind myself, I'm like, Lisa, likes, do not pay your bills. Yeah,
1: yeah, like, yes. <laughs> so we're feeding our ego, me included. You know, me included. I'm constantly looking at numbers and, like, how I can grow my brand. And,
0: you yeah. know,
1: it's just us. We're really trying to feed the ego. Um, So I've been really um, working hard on um, starving my ego the best that I can.
0: Um,
1: yeah. And not being not conforming to societal stuff so i do believe that this is one of the, those are one of the reasons why anxiety is at an all-time high not to mention cost of living um jobs are you know jobs are still scarce for certain people we're all going to college and spending up all of this student loan debt and then they're like what now what
0: yeah that I gets not, you anxious yeah you. Know what i'm saying like now
1: it's so it's now what because now people are telling well you should we shouldn't be telling people to go to school all time. We should be telling them to, to go invest in the trade. Well, then you should have told me that back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And things just, are not
0: the Like, the way things were set up for baby boomers, it's not the same anymore. And
1: exactly.
0: So hard it's hard to navigate. Stressful.
1: Exactly. So it's a lot of societal issues that are causing the rise, in my opinion, especially in your age range and my age range, because we've put ourselves on timelines and a lot of our timelines are not, we're not meeting the deadlines. Right. The lines, you know what I mean? So I think that's where a lot of our stress is coming from. A lot of us are saying that we should be married and we should have kids at a certain time. A lot of mm-hmm. us are saying that we should be making a certain money, amount of money at this point in time. We should be owning a house at this point in time. And a yeah. lot of us are not. Some people are hitting those marks, but we're not hitting every one. And it causes stress. So in my opinion... That's I'm why I stay like,
0: off Facebook, all the programs. Yeah.
1: You know, <laughs> we're always looking at other people's lives and the grass is always greener.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: So um, I think that's pretty much what has caused the mm-hmm. increase. Um, mm-hmm. And then people also, ultimately in the industry, you have a lot of people coming out um, and um, bu- building brands off of the mental health for people of color. So of course we're going to be learning more and more and more about it, which I think is a great thing. Yep, um, I've seen that too. Because yeah. the numbers, the number, and we're reporting it more and we're talking about it more. Before we didn't talk about it. It was out there and there was anxiety and there was a lot of societal things that were going on. Because I couldn't imagine living in the civil rights era and not being stressed the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't imagine living in the Jim Crow time and not being stressed out every day I walk the street. Mm-hmm. It's just that people probably weren't talking about it because they had to survive. People had, you know, and there was, was a shame factor over that too as well. It was a shame thing of admitting to someone, yo, my mental health is, is off. I'm not feeling well. Yeah. Right. I'm not feeling well, you know? Right. And it's easier for somebody, yeah, it's easier for somebody to accept you with a broken foot. It's easier for somebody to accept, accept you with cancer. It's easier for somebody to accept you with AIDS but for some reason when you tell somebody that you feel mentally off, um, it, it's like all of a sudden you're this like you're 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 this weird person and you're ostracized sometimes. It's not all the time, but all the most of the time people can't understand that because people it's so, it's not something tangible. I don't I don't know what's going on in your brain. You know what I mean? So I can't really tell. Like you look fine. <laughs> so you're right. Yeah, that you got PTSD or you telling me that you're suffering with mental health issues, but you look completely fine. So it's not easy for me to accept that versus if you told me you had cancer or you had this or blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's something tangible that I can accept.
0: Mm-hmm. And especially like you said, in the black community, like we're all kind of dealing with that generational trauma and PTSD. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's important for people especially like you who have a platform to talk about that mental health awareness because it is something that's kind of you know like dimmed upon in the black community and you know people don't really take it that seriously Mm -hmm. and I even think um for myself I even love to talk to my mom and I'm just like hey mom you should try to meditate or do yoga or read this book you know kind of just dealing with things, um, in a better way, because I think it's, it's really cool to see the shift in kind of like the wellness world being more inclusive, um, to black people and just kind of having us kind of get our mental health together because it's something that wasn't talked about. And I think it's really cool that starting to be talked about.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure.
0: That's awesome. This is, this is, I love this conversation. This is amazing. (laughs) Seriously. So I could I talk want, about it for days. I know mm-hmm. your story is so powerful. I want to know, you know, just how now, you know, talk about you, you know, pimp yourself out. Like, what is your brand now? How are you helping others with anxiety and and in the wellness world? You know, talk about yourself. Where can we find you?
1: So, well, you can find me at the girl on Instagram, uh, the underscore analog girl on Twitter, analog girl podcast on Facebook. Um and then um all of my my podcast is on um I guess it's on all platforms except title. Yep.
0: <laughs> um
1: so Jay, what up Jay? You need to help I me am. out with that. Um but it's <laughs> on it's on iTunes, it's on TuneIn, it's on Spotify, it's on Google Play, it's on SoundCloud, and you search and you find the Analog Girl. You don't even say the, you just put Analog Girl Podcast. Um, and the reason why I call it Analogue Girl is because Um, I deal with being a a 90s girl um, and how I needed to go back to my foundation and to where I started in order to heal and to go back to my analogue life in order to survive in this digital world that we're living in right now. So that's where the name came from. Um, And I'm just all about getting everybody to go back to their foundation in order to heal um, and live their best life moving forward. Um, And I also, I talk a lot about anxiety. I have an anxiety check-in where I just talk about what I've gone through for the week and what has helped me during the week. And a lot of people that find it, find it helpful um, that I share my story um, and it gives them comfort to know that they're not alone. Um, So I always share my story in the beginning of my shows. And then I have guests on all the time who come in and they help us. I've had someone, I've had women come in and teach us EFT tapping. I've had another woman come in and teach us imagery yeah. Um, I've had um, another woman, Tiffany DeBogunisa, came in and she taught us how to not spend our money when we're going through these episodes of anxiety and PTSD. Even people who are bipolar, because we have this, um, we have the capability of doing impulse buying um, and just spending up all our money and then having mm-hmm. a hard time managing our finances when we're under under mental stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, she came in and taught us about that. So I always, I always try to, I, I get. I try to hit every um, avenue that I can that has to do with mental health. And I just, and I feel like this is imperative for us, especially, especially for women of color. Um, and I just really wanna keep the movement going where we're talking about this and we're not, we're not ashamed of it. Um, and we're open about it. We're being fully transparent with it because that's the only way that we can move forward and that, and that we're also accepting of it and we're not rejecting the fact that we have anxiety we have stress we have exactly. ptsd yeah. and accepting it is one of the thing one of the first things that you have to do in order to heal so that's what mm-hmm. that's what my podcast is all about and what my movement is all about and you can also find more about that on D and com too
0: Yes. And I will link everything in the show notes. This has been an incredible conversation. Thank you so much, LaToya.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy that you invited me.
0: Yes. Everyone go check out her podcast, check out her beautiful website. And um, yeah, this has been incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you. The movement going. We love what you have to say.
1: Thank you. Don't hesitate to reach out. I'm always, always open uh, to anxiety coaching. So please don't feel don't feel uh, scared to reach out because I'm like everybody's homegirl out here
0: yes if you're <laughs> suffering from anxiety yeah definitely hit her up for coaching that'd be incredible I know that'd mm-hmm. be super useful for people mm-hmm. so, yes thank you guys so much thank you Latoya I'm so you're excited. welcome bye bye